movie marks. A sexy movie requires a sexy introduction. And this week, it'll be provided by an Amazon user review. I have changed the name to protect the identity of this man, so he will be known as the semi-aquatic rodent hunter. (laughs) And this is his review. I did not see any full frontal nudity. There were a bunch of women several times wearing flesh-colored cloth patches to cover their semi-aquatic rodent. But no full frontal. The description says full frontal, and there isn't any. Most people don't care about that, but if this is why you would buy something like this, beware! (laughs) Also, this was dubbed into English and has English subtitles. Three stars. We're the movie marks, and today we're sucking the life out of Santo in The Treasure of Dracula, colon, the sexy vampire version, starring Santo. Welcome to the Movie Marks, the podcast where we discuss movies starring professional wrestlers who act like amateurs. I'm Chris Sacco, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the Kane to my X-Pac, Chris Kramer. Oh, why'd you have to make me Kane? He's a Movie Marks alum. He is a Movie Marks alum, but he is not popular lately. <laughs> no, he's not. But but you know what? Oddly enough, X-Pac is. It's a very interesting dynamic that we are on now. Yeah, 10 They've years like ago. They've switched where they are. Yeah, 10 years ago, X-Pac. Like, you couldn't mention him in polite conversation. <laughs> That's one of those great, random, uh, we have two upper mid-card guys we don't know what to do with, and then they were a team for like a decade. Yeah, and then eventually that just became 90% of the tag teams in WWE for the longest time. It became 90% of what Kane did in WWE for a long time. That's true. He was with- I, uh, I forget half those teams he did. Yeah, he was with Danielson, he was with uh, the Taker, didn't he team with uh, Orton for a while? Yeah, didn't he win the belts with Van Damme, too? Holy crap, you're right, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, everyone forgets about Kane and Rob Van Damme. <laughs> well, we'll highlight them on our show next week, I guess. <laughs> um, Alright, so I think that's our show, right? That is it, that all is right. the Super Sexy Edition. <laughs> so, before we get to the Super Sexy Edition, um, we have some listener feedback into the Movie Marks toll-free hotline. Eric wrote in about our Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies episode to say that he he didn't see the movie because why would he? It's impossible to find. We, we could barely find it. <laughs> but he does love the idea that he learned about in our episode that Shane Douglas pulled some strings behind the scenes to add in all the stuff with his pretend family in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he envisions this went down, that Shane came up with this entire secondary plot where his family becomes zombies and he has to kill them. <laughs> Including a child. Yes. Specifically yes. the child. Yes. I, I also love that. So thank you for writing in, Eric. That was <laughs> that was great. I'll, before I hand it off for your plot rundown of this, this complex film, um, we, we understand... We did get some correspondence. We understand that this is the season premiere of the new Mystery Science Theater season, uh, but we made a pact not to watch it. I have not watched that episode yet. I have not. But they also did not do the sexy version, so ours is different anyway. (laughs) Go ahead, Kramer. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. So I think it's important we get this out of the way right up front about this movie. Santo and Dracula's Treasure is from 1969. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was filmed by somebody named Rene Cardona. And he did about 140 plus movies and shows in Mexico. Pretty, pretty big career. Yeah. 
But this one in particular is special because it is essentially two movies. There is the regular Dracula's Treasure, which is the family-friendly, if you will, version that uh, Mystery Science Theater is actually covering. And then, specifically for European release, they filmed assorted nude scenes that were to be put into the film. But Santa wanted nothing to do with them, so that's why he never appears in any of these scenes. That's correct. That's correct. And then, on top of that, his family basically had this movie buried for years until it was recently found within the past few years. The uh, the family-friendly version is actually in black and white. Is that correct? That is correct. It is a black and white film. Yes, because the Europe it was this is it's kind of wild. This is in color, just for Europe. So that's that's interesting that the the more widely seen one was filmed with you know older technology. Well, Europe Europe will only accept nudity in full color. Yeah, you know that's fair. So that is the the Cliff Notes background of this version of the film. And luckily, we're here to give it to you today. <laughs> this movie starts with uh, that real 1960s orchestra music and like just bright background credits, which I'm enjoying a lot. The color pops. <laughs> oh, I love it. My, my note is that the credits are amazing, actually. It, it looks like a, like a hammer film almost. It's great. Yeah, it was really great. That's why this is the greatest movie we've ever watched. <laughs> This movie immediately opens to with a shot of a sign, and the sign is in Spanish, but lucky for us, the dubbing on this one reads the sign to us in English. Yep, yep. To which it says, Dr. Cesar, <laughs> nuclear physicists. <laughs> Loved it. Unnecessary, because- So, because you can make it out. <laughs> yeah, not only can you make it out, but spoiler alert- Nuclear fission, not part of this plot. So it doesn't, no. matter, doesn't matter what kind of scientist he is. <laughs> this, this movie introduces and abandons things quickly. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, we immediately are meeting our main cast. Uh, they are referred to as the Metaphysic Research Society. So that's a different branch of whatever this is supposed to be now. Yeah, there, there's a, there's, we actually, we follow a car pulling into this meeting at the beginning. And there's a guy in the car, and he gets out of the car, was not wearing sunglasses while driving in the car, but then puts <laughs> them on to go into the house. I love that. <laughs> I need to, he put them on to walk in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Kramer, for the record, aside from Dracula and Santo, I do not know a single character's name. Not, not, didn't even, didn't even try. None of it registered. I was just pointing at them as I was trying to remember them. <laughs> the great thing is, you watch this this film alone, so you're just in the dark of your house, pointing at the TV. Yes, it's the only way. I'm, I'm trying to commit it to memory so I can record our stupid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, okay, so we we're, we're gonna meet our most important characters up front and quick. Yeah, there's Doctor Cesar, played by Carlos Agosti. Okay. There's Luisa, played by Noella. Noella. Noel. Sure. Sorry. I, I, th- I think it's. I think it's Noelle. Noel. Yes, Luisa. I remember too. Actually, sorry. I do remember Luisa. Well, you better remember Luisa. She is very important. <laughs> and our third character, our comic relief sidekick, Austin Powers. <laughs> He's the best character in the history of cinema. This guy, this guy is not- great. <laughs> I'm not even saying that as a joke. He looks like he's from Austin Powers. He does. Uh, are you going to talk about his wardrobe? Um, I mean, this man has giant black glasses, a nice leisure suit, and what else does he have, Chris? He has a chain that goes almost to his crotch <laughs> with about an eight-inch dollar sign on it as a necklace. 
That man is a professor or a scientist, we think. Why is know. he wearing this dollar sign <laughs> for the whole movie? Uh, oh, man. I will be purchasing that for us so we can wear that to uh, public appearances. Oh, I, I 100% would, but it just why is he doing that? It looks like he's, you know, he's the, the third man in Money Incorporated. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know what this character's purpose is other than to be com- comic relief, but he also should not be part of the science squad. <laughs> yeah, what, what, is, I mean, we, we, what, why didn't the narrator tell us what his branch of science was? <laughs> F- Frederico, money scientist or something. <laughs> money scientist. Well, whatever, you know, whatever so, he is. There are also four nobody uh, guys in suits here. Well, just, they're other scientists, sure. But what's great here is Dr. Cesar now introduces us to a man we all know for his scientific work and hiding his identity to fight crime. <laughs> it's Santo, played by the legendary Silver Mass Luchador, Santo. <laughs> it is amazing when he walks into this room. And and I know for, for Mexican audiences, this is what his movies were. But for me, it's still funny that he walks in wearing his you know, traditional silver mask and a full, like, three-piece suit. It's just great. Oh, yeah. He's looking great. He His style in this movie is amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. He looks, you know, he's like he's like a hanger. He, he wears these clothes great. <laughs> yeah. Santo enters this room and just casually throws out that he has invented time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kramer, we're going we're gonna to stop right here. This is the rest of the show. I... I like leaned in when he was talking about this drip gibberish, and I swear to you, I still do not know what is happening. <laughs> I've seen the entire movie. I've thought about it a lot. I don't know what he walks in and just declares this. And I don't. Is it even time travel? It's not even time travel, right? No, no, it's not. He he has found a way to, as he says, travel through time by visiting your past life. Yeah, that's not time travel. No, that's the plot to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes, that's right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great about this is that he takes these scientists on a tour to where they go to another room and he points at a machine and goes, this is my invention. It is actually a time machine. <laughs> so he is really leaning hard that this is a time machine, but also we then find out he has never tested it. <laughs> He's never tested it. This isn't his lab. So why is his invention in Dr. Cesar's lab or whatever? What? What? And I, I mean, we can talk about this as the movie goes on. But Kramer, I'm just going to ask you right up front. And you can ponder this for as long as you want. What is Santo? What is he? Is he a scientist? Why does he wear a mask? No one seems to care about that. Well, he is a scientist and, as we know, a crime fighter. Do He's we know Batman. that? Do we know that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we we will learn to find it. I mean, listen, there are about 60 more of these movies that we can go through. Why? And they are not connected at all. Some of the uh, the dubbed voices, we had, we had to watch the dubbed version, unfortunately, but some of the dubbed voices, they're trying to give them dialects, like as though, like, oh, this is, you know, an Eastern European guy, this guy's American, and they are harder to understand than if it had been in unsubtitled Spanish. <laughs> I could. I was having so much trouble comprehending some of the, not Santo, but some of the other characters. I didn't know what they were saying, and it was dubbed in English. I appreciate the voiceover work. It might not be great, but I like that they are putting some flair on it. Yes, it is better than some of the more monotone ones you get. Yes, fair. <laughs> One of the reasons that Santo has not tested this machine is because he has not been able to find a test subject to which he says, a f- 
the subject must be of the female gender because biological reasons. That sounds suspect as hell. <laughs> that sounds like maybe Santo wasn't to the sexy vampire version more than he's letting on. <laughs> and of course, there's this team of, you know, whatever, you know, wonder twin sciences. Who are who are these fucks? But there's like 12 of them. There's one woman. So there you go. <laughs> there's your guinea pig. <laughs> That really gives that away. Yeah. And it's also, too, as great as, spoiler, that is what happens. But Santo never thought of it till now. Like, he just never put that together. Right. Yeah, like, oh, hey, one of my best friends, also scientist, is a woman. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about what their actual relationship is, because I am confused beyond all belief. Yep, makes no sense. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> all of the non-important scientists laugh at Santo, mock him, and leave. Yeah, why so did the they do So the rest of this that? movie is essentially a revenge plot by Santo. Yes, <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't know. What well, is I mean, the this? man did say, I invented a time machine. I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What are the, are these people super villains? Is that what this is? Like all of the, even Santo? Like they just meet at a creepy mansion to talk about their, their ridiculous inventions? What is happening? <laughs> so the, the other scientists leave. We also now, out of nowhere, meet Santo's niece, <laughs> which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, okay. Because it is a, a a child being dubbed by an adult woman. Yes, it is. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> and we are greeted by the fact that it is Santo's niece who is living with Luisa because her parents were killed by the mob. Yeah, that that is a plot thread that I wish they had explored further. <laughs> Because I think it's I think it's dollar sign necklace guy who's like, you've made a vow to protect her ever since her parents were killed by the mob. Like, what? <laughs> Talk about needless backstory information. <laughs> I love these old movies that just like are up front with like the plot details. They yeah. need to explain it to you directly, like making eye contact with the viewer. And and, uh, and this this niece character only exists for one moment later in the film, <laughs> which is great. Okay, here's my Luisa confusion now. So, yeah. she is either Santos's girlfriend, his wife, or none of the above. That 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 all tracks. That could be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he talks to her and says that she'll be a good mother, and like they insinuate that they're together, but not. It's it has to be some kind of thing where Santo is trying to protect his like wholesome real life image. Yeah, I don't because later they're they're awfully chummy, like oh darling and and stuff, but it's it's all. You know, it, who knows what's what's being said in the actual language. So, yeah. Uh, during all this, too, we got a cut to outside and a man with a giant black hood is now sneaking around <laughs> outside for no reason. <laughs> he just scales the fence and comes running in. Yeah, this <laughs> this is something we're just going to have to deal with for a while because it's not explained for about another 50 minutes. <laughs> uh, when the second movie starts. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that they're going to have to test this machine. They need a woman uh, test subject. Everyone stops and basically stares at Louisa. <laughs> finally puts that together. <laughs> at this point, the sneaky uh, black hooded man is now in the house looking through curtains in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Real peekaboo style. Yeah. I don't know how they're why there are curtains inside this laboratory, but there they are. So, all right. Luis is going to be our test subject. We're all moving along pretty quickly here. Sacco. For the listener, please describe the time machine. Okay. So uh, <laughs> there's there's like a little control panel. There is an enormous red leather chair that looks like it belongs on the, the Enterprise, like where Captain Kirk would sit. 
but don't worry, that's not part of the thing. It's just there. <laughs> no one sits in it. It's just there. I don't know why it's there, but it's amazing. Then Louisa has to put on what looks like aluminum foil that's been painted gold. So she puts that suit on. Then she stands inside like an archway that is on a treadmill <laughs> that is winding her backwards towards a kaleidoscope, like one of those things you put to your eye and twist and it makes the colors. And as she's going backwards, fog comes out of the kaleidoscope. Did, 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 I, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, you got it pretty dead on. Um, that's a time machine, I guess. <laughs> I like the symbolism of the backwards treadmill, meaning you're going back in time. And, and I want to reiterate, this is not a time machine. <laughs> no, not a time machine. It's more, it's more like a like a reincarnation machine or something. It it it, it does replays. It's it's like TiVo for your mind. I don't know. Oh, it 100 percent is like TiVo because we're gonna find out shit gets real weird in about three minutes. So, <laughs> so this machine spits Louisa out into a Victorian bed, and I mean that literally. <laughs> yes. It throws her from the sky. Yes, it does. <laughs> so now our movie is taking place suddenly from modern times to vague the past. Maybe 100 years, maybe like 70, who knows? Yeah, they, they uh, Santo says, uh, well, judging by the furniture, it's the 16th century. Okay, Santo. We get it. We get it. You know furniture trends throughout time. We get it. All right, no. He knows everything. He is Santo. Yeah. No, no need to brag. And now we are meeting a whole s bunch of new characters for this movie that's already started. This is now a different movie. It is indeed a different movie. And Kramer, we are not the only ones watching a movie, correct? No, we are not. Because now for the next almost hour, <laughs> our hero Santo is watching this on TV. Yeah, how the fuck are they watching this on TV? <laughs> From, like, actual, like, the same angles we're seeing. So it's like they're watching it like it's a TV show. Yes. So this woman has been teleported to the past into another body, and they are watching this on closed-circuit television. <laughs> how is that even possible? It keeps cutting back to Santo, Austin Powers, and Dr. Cesar just huddled around this TV. Yes. It's like a 13-inch TV that they're watching <laughs> the exploits. And I'm going to ask a follow-up, Kramer. And this is, a, I, ask, I ask you a lot of questions on our show. This is a serious question. What the fuck was the point of any of this? So, okay, look, you, you know the name of the movie. They're going to bump into Dracula, right? But Santo was not looking for Dracula. He just stuck no. this random woman into a machine and they get tangled up with Dracula. So what was he hoping to accomplish by sending this woman back? Well, everyone had left that he needed to prove this to, so that wasn't helping anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he just happened to unfortunately pick a time where Dracula existed in Mexico. <laughs> okay, so now we are in the past. It is Luisa's past life where she was the daughter of a professor named Solaire, and he has called in his professor friend Van Roth because Louisa of the past has been sick. We're just kind of really dropped into this out of nowhere. Yeah, and also, I love that her past self has the same name. Love that. Yeah, that's just what we couldn't get. That would confuse people. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> not this, this movie's not about confusing people. <laughs> we find out that many women in this town have been dying mysteriously. Dr. Soler is just throwing out transfusions left and right. Luisa's only symptoms are two tiny holes on her neck. I don't know, guys. Sounds like a vampire. <laughs> the uh, the bite marks they give her 
It looks like someone like you know licked the back of a skittle and slapped it on her neck. They're <laughs> so ridiculous. They are, and they don't even match the skin tone or no. anything. They look like they look like stickers. Yeah, no, it's really bad. Uh, while this conversation is going on, a legitimate rubber bat is just slapping against a window in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that's the quality of fake bat they got is astonishing to me. Just a stuff like that's the one thing they should have been able to nail very convincingly a fake bat. Nope, this is a rubber bat. You can see the strings, it's your classic bad movie rubber bat. And then the sound effects is just someone going like <laughs> it's so it's, it's so bad. <laughs> that was so creepy. Don't do that in my ear again. <laughs> Listen, this is the sexy edition of this podcast, the ASMR bat podcast. Yep. Uh, they notice this bat, and Dr. Van Routh throws mistletoe out and uh, scares away the bat. Sure. What, does okay. he want to kiss it? What? What is that? Is that actually a thing? This mistletoe? Of, I have never heard of this. Does it repel bats? What is happening? <laughs> and what's great now is they are looking at Louisa, and just casually, out of nowhere, after this bat was there, Dracula shows up at the house in the most casual way possible. <laughs> he just walks into the house, swinging his cane, like, Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen to me. Listen to me. First of all, yeah, he strolls in like he owns the place. The swinging cane thing is wonderful. He's got it like (laughs) on his finger and he's just like a pendulum. He's swinging it back and forth. So I thought, okay, this is some kind of hypnotizing thing. No, he just likes to walk jauntily. That's all it is. (laughs) It doesn't tie into anything. He just really likes the cane. If this movie's got anything, it's style. Yeah, no, fair, fair. So this is a friend of Dr. Solar's who is named Count Alucard. Classic. Classic. This is in every Dracula movie ever. It's classic. Don't don't ruin this for me. Uh, so anyway, what's great about this scene, too, is that uh, not Dracula, a.k.a. Alucard, uh, just kind of shows up, says hi, and leaves. Yep. Just... <laughs> That's all that happens. Yeah. No, just, just in the neighborhood. He was just walking with his cane. Now is when it gets sexy, because we cut to the Dracula cave. Ooh, this... this... This sexy vampire stuff is really uncomfortable, Kramer. <laughs> oh, oh, it gets more uncomfortable the further we go somehow. So we're in the we're in the Dracula uh, lair. He has six vampire brides. There's two on uh, getting ready to be converted, and they're all topless. Yep, they they sure are. <laughs> That's it. They're topless. No reason. They're just topless. Uh, Dracula to make it extra sexy, weirdly awkwardly fondles all of their breasts it's... in the most bizarre way it's so uncomfortable Ugh. It's, it's just uh it, it's you, you know it's funny this is the sexy vampire version it's probably the least sexy <laughs> uh vampire fondling of breasts i've ever seen you know like <laughs> oh, oh well please let me know what the most sexy vampire fondling <laughs> yeah, of breasts I, you've ever seen is know, so i can compare that <laughs> i kind of started that sentence didn't know where i was gonna land so i, I got there whatever i'm gonna leave it in it's fine but it's um, it's so awkward and uncomfortable, and in my head, I'm just sitting there thinking, man, these these models or actresses, whoever they are, are just, they just have to endure this. It just feels so terrible. Yeah, you know, this was them standing around for very long times for all of this. Yeah, because it goes on. It seems to go on for an hour. I mean, I'm sure it's only. Oh, 30 it goes seconds. on forever. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's it goes on pretty long. So he converts these two new girls to be his new vampire. Uh, part of his team of vampires. Um, he then, they're all, 
This then not naked again. This is great. And then he has them take off their tops again. So somehow we have now taken off their tops twice in one scene. Yeah, he does it one by one too. That's the, the most sort of disturbing part. They're all just standing in a line and he walks up to each one and pulls down the top of their robes or whatever. Yeah. It's, they literally put their tops back on just to take them off again for this part. It is wild. And and what does he do to them? Oh, well, he gives him the sign of the bat, which is literally a child's stamp set from <laughs> Halloween yes. that is a picture of a bat yes. that he just kind of gives each one of them. My, my exact note is, this looks like a children's stamp you get at the dollars section at Target. That's what it looks like. Yep, this would be out during the Halloween uh, time period, just a little bat stamp you could use. And just for the record... It must also be a real stamp because it washes off because they're never on their bodies again. <laughs> nope. And we never even use that at any point to be like, oh, this woman's a vampire. No, we never see anything that has to do with this again. Nope. He, he just. And why does he have to expose their breasts to put it on their neck? Just <laughs> <laughs> just from a plot perspective. I don't understand that. That seems gratuitous, to be honest. Oh, this movie? Really? In this movie? <laughs> So he sends out his sexy vampire squad to feed on human blood. They all turn into a. Uh, they all get clothed and then disrobe again before turning into vampire bats. Same rubber bats as earlier. Dracula now returns to Luisa's room, looks through the window. His mere presence has forced Luisa into just complete like she's almost having an orgasm, just moaning and and pulling down her top. Yeah, it's rapture. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dracula just walks into the room and proceeds to rub his face on her breast. <sighs> and and I mean that literally the way I said it. Yeah. It's like if you took a washcloth and washed your face. Yeah. The way he's just rubbing like his cheeks yeah. and his forehead all around her breasts. It's 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 really terrible. I, I have a I have a thought. Are Santo and his buddies just watching this on their tiny TV? Like all oh, the Oh yeah, hundred percent. So how so do they only see Louisa or are they seeing all of the things we're seeing? Even the stuff she's not involved in. Like, were they in the cave? Were they with the two scientist guys talking about vampires? I I think they are watching this the way we are watching this, which would not make any sense whatsoever. So this is not really a time-traveling video camera they're watching. They just ordered the Blu-ray like we did. Correct. They okay. got the Blu-ray, the 4K <laughs> Sexy Vampire Edition. So uh, so uncomfortable. So all of this fondling is scored with sexy bongo music, which I strongly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said, Santo and the team are just kind of watching this. It's been about 30 minutes and Santo is not part of this movie anymore. No, he's just been standing there chilling. And during this also, we cut back to Professor Van Roth, who has now written a la carte on a piece of paper. <laughs> You know what's funny? This this conceit, this like little plot trick, is clever at first, and then it's in every movie, so it's not clever anymore. But I also love the notion that everyone's first instinct when they think about the name Count Alucard is to write it down and put it in a mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you can't figure that out in your head. You need the mirror. Even if you, even if, but why? Like, if I think you're suspicious, I'm not gonna be like, you know what? I don't trust that guy. I'm gonna write his last name down and then hold it up to a mirror to see what happens. <laughs> like, this makes no sense. Oh, I actually, I believe it 100. percent Everyone I've ever met, I've written their name down and held it to a mirror to make sure it doesn't say something else. <laughs> you know, what? that's fair. You, you you might be ahead of the curve on this one. <laughs> uh, it is a very similar scene to if you've seen Troll Two. 
when the child realizes that the town of Nilbog is actually Goblin, which also, spoiler, not a troll. <laughs> oh, that's great. Very true. Very so, true. So Van Roth figures this out. He's shocked. Uh, that's kind of sad. He stares at the mirror for like a minute and a half, just staring at it. <laughs> yes. And then also, also, the movie cuts back to Santo and he goes, oh, he is Dracula. <laughs> Haven't they been seeing him eat people? (laughs) (laughs) And as this happens, Dracula appears in the room behind Van Roth, who obviously, Dracula's not in the mirror. Right. Van Roth points out he doesn't have a reflection, and Dracula loses his shit, yells bastard, breaks the mirror, and then acts calm again. Yes. Yes. uh, Bastard throws the candle at the mirror and then says, oh, I I can still save this. (laughs) Uh, hey, sorry, man. I got low sugar today. It's really, I'm all, I'm all over the place. I don't like mirrors, which, you know, of course, when you don't like mirrors, yelling a curse and throwing something at it is the proper way to deal with it. Unfortunately, him trying to save that really backfires because Van Roth cuts his finger and Dracula loses his shit at the sight of blood. Yep. That was a weird, <laughs> a weird way to double reveal this. We've revealed six times this one guy is Dracula. <laughs> yep. Uh, luckily, Van Roth has some more mistletoe, so they smooch and Batman and Batman and Dracula runs away. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> he is a Batman, so I'm not wrong. You can leave that in. I will stick to that. Uh, definitely leaving that in. Uh, Van Roth says that the best thing for them to do is let the maid sleep in the room with Louisa and Louisa will wear a mistletoe necklace and that'll keep Dracula away, right? No fuck? problem. What the fuck is this mistletoe? Uh, that plan falls apart immediately that night as Dracula shows up, hypnotizes the maid to get topless, grabs a handful for himself, and now she's being hypnotized. <laughs> oh, so, so inappropriate. Uh, so now the maid is on Dracula's side, but uh, he doesn't kidnap Louisa just yet? I don't know. This scene, this starts making no sense what's happening now. Oh, none. Uh, the two doctors, the professors, Van Roth and uh, Solaire, they're out looking for Dracula's lair. Everyone get used to this set because we are going to be at Dracula's Lair a lot in this movie. And not just a lot. We're going to be back and forth to it a lot. <laughs> yep. No, we don't We don't stay there. No. We make multiple trips. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Santo, not in this movie anymore. Nope. Again. Nope. 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 Uh, Dracula back at the house, easily makes off with Louisa now. So that was, that, that whole plan fell apart quickly. And the uh, doctors realize Louisa's gone and the only way she, place she could be is Dracula's Lair. So we're going back. How... I, I, I. This is one of those movies we do these a lot, where every scene is so similar that I'm losing my place in the movie, even as you're laying it out for me. Like I have no idea what scene we're even in anymore. Probably doesn't help that I also don't know any characters' names. <laughs> no, you just point at the picture and yell yeah. face. Yeah, I need to be watching it on a tiny screen with Santo. <laughs> so. During this scene, we see Dracula taking Louisa on a tour of the lair because she's going to be his bride. Yeah, why Why is she his bride? Because uh, she's the main female character? Right, That's but, the only reason. But were none of the other 30 women he had good enough for him? You know. Clearly not. <sighs> Make a decision, Dracula. Stick to it. Also during this tour is where we finally see Dracula's treasure, which has been, you know, the name of this movie. Right, yeah. This is bizarre. And good news, everybody. We'll never see that treasure again. No, no, we won't. And he also is like, you will share half of this treasure. So, honestly, 
is this a romantic comedy where Dracula was just looking for love? What what was he doing? Was he on like the dating game with these other vampires? Why does he have an army of women when he, all he wanted was to find true love? What the f- is this Hotel Transylvania? What is happening? <laughs> it's a maybe there's like a, a it's one of those movies where like a relative lo- left him all this money, but he has to find a wife in thirty days or he loses it all. <laughs> <laughs> but he cannot tell her about the treasure. Right, right. Until until after she's been turned. That's that's a better movie. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure McConaughey's in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and by one of you mean all of them. <laughs> uh, so Van Roth and Salar they track Dracula down to his lair. Uh, he is asleep, and so is Louisa. And he proceeds to stake Dracula in the heart. And that's it. That's That was pretty easy. Yep. Dracula gets punked out immediately. Not even like, wake up, let me grab the stake. Nope. Done. Dead. <laughs> and now they are going to have to stake Louisa because she is too far gone. And now is when Santo decides it's a good time to step in. Exactly. What? <laughs> if they stake her, they won't be able to bring her back. But she was just... She's dead. She was killed by Dracula already. Yeah, they say it multiple times in the movie. And um, he brings her back with his quote-unquote time machine. Kramer, and, and... Kramer, Kramer. Bef- <laughs> yes. Be- before Santo brings her back, what does one of the scientist guys in the past say about Luisa? I don't know. What the... well, I don't remember. The, ho- the whole time he was talking to the other scientist guy like, oh, don't worry. Uh, even if Luis has been uh, influenced by Dracula, we can still save her. We can still save her. But then as he's holding the stake over her heart, he quickly says, she's been bitten three times by him. There's nothing I can do anymore. (laughs) Well, listen, that was in the past. Maybe the science has improved. Dracula science. So three three bites means you're fucked. Two bites, I might be able to save you. (laughs) Well, okay. So we're going to bring Luisa back. And in order to do that, we just run the time travel scene in reverse yes accurate <laughs> she flies out of the bed into the air same exact scene yep what was it in the bed when they activated the time traveling she was in a in a in a coffin but now for some reason yep. she's back on her bed yeah and this bed by the way isn't in a room it's just in like a dark void so none of it's making any sense no no and, it, and it's it's more akin to a trampoline i mean she bounces <laughs> And now the uh, first movie of our double feature is ended because we're starting a whole new movie now. Yep, yep. Louisa returns to the uh, lab, um, and as she returns to the lab, Austin Powers notices <laughs> the man in the black hood hiding in the corner, goes, there's a man over there, and uh, Santo's <laughs> like, uh, we can't worry about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like how this this black hooded character was just so enthralled by the Dracula movie they were all watching that he didn't do anything else. Like, what is he doing? He has been standing in the curtains with them clenched around his face now for 50 minutes. (laughs) And this is after climbing, like, the outside of a castle to get in and everything. Uh, So he is made, so he makes a run for it, but Santo does not believe him or care, so that's weird. But Luis is okay. (laughs) Uh, now we're going to get some more on our 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 black hooded friend here uh he runs to a gym where a man is working out yeah and he says to the man that they need to get santo's that they get dracula's treasure or something i don't know their plan never makes sense yeah either so okay kramer so (laughs) was he (laughs) did he go to this lab to steal 
Santo's invention, and then once he saw this Dracula's treasure thing, he decided that's what he wanted to steal and not the invention? Is that what's happening? I, that's, I mean, it's not like he knew there was Dracula's treasure, so it has to be a, a plan switch. He had to call it on the fly. Uh, this is, this is, this is why, <laughs> this, this hooded character is just amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite characters yeah, in cinema. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we, we find out that the man working out is possibly his son, Atlas. I don't know. He calls him father, but they never mention that again, so who knows? <laughs> the ages also don't really line up. <laughs> oh, nope. Uh, the... Hooded man th- calls his gang that's in the middle of a poker game. This is a very dapper gang. Everyone's got hats and pipes. It's <laughs> yeah. very nice. Yes. Uh, he tells them to keep an eye on the professor's home, to tap his phones, install cameras. So we've got more TV watching about to happen. Yep. Sure do. But he makes it very clear that he will not tolerate guns, and the life of Santo and his friends is sacred. Okay, bad guy. Why? Why? That's not very bad. <laughs> this this sounds like uh, like the big cheese from Pizza Man. Where DDP refused to <laughs> injure our, our heroes for some reason. Back at Santo's lab or Dr. Caesar's lab, we never know where we are at. In this is this a one person's home? Is it all their homes? It's weird. <laughs> why? Why is it a nuclear fission laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> Santo has decided he needs Dracula's. He wants to open Dracula's coffin to prove to them that about time travel. None of this makes sense. No, how this would work. That's my question. So, is his plan to just is he just going to steal the treasure now? This was all for money. What is what is his plan? <laughs> he wants to prove that time travel is real by producing a series of things that have nothing to do with time travel. <laughs> exactly. He's just oh here here's a necklace I found. So did you go in time or did you just go to the store to get it? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so Team Santo loads into their their car and they drive to the cemetery where the Dracula's lair is. Santo now rocking a turtleneck oh, and the mask. Amazing. Kramer. Casual turtleneck Santo is my favorite Santo. It's great. I hope they make an action figure somewhere of that because I will buy it. I'm going to have to look for it. So wonderful. It's just, it's just like the, the level of randomness in this decision is amazing to me. Like put him Spoiler, in anything that else. That might be my Halloween costume this year. It's great. Put, put him in a t-shirt if if or whatever. But he's wearing a goddamn turtleneck. It's great. <laughs> yep. And of course the mask. Yes. Well, the mask. <laughs> That's part of the ensemble, of course. So. We're in this graveyard. Uh, Austin Powers guy is just doing your standard, like, super Frady cat thing where he's, like, shivering and just keeps going like, I don't want to go in there. (laughs) Best character in the movie. Yep. As they're going through the cemetery, he looks over and there's the black hooded man again standing behind a tree like full (laughs) peekaboo. Why? Why? (laughs) And, of course, Santo does not believe anybody. There is a black hooded man just hiding behind a tree. I, I like that he believes in, in time travel and, and vampires, but he doesn't believe that someone could be following them. <laughs> For some reason, once they get to Dracula's tomb, uh, they realize they need shovels, so they have to send Austin Powers back for them. I don't know why they didn't think that out to begin with. S- uh, Santo constantly forgets things from this point of the film forward, and I love it. Every time it happens, it's great. <laughs> like, oh, shit, we need shovels? Yeah, you, you were going to a grave site. What do you think? I mean, for all purposes, Santo is not a great hero. No, no, he's not. <laughs> uh, no disrespect to the legend. <laughs> uh, he also gives Austin Powers a whistle because he has no respect for this man. <laughs> yeah, why is there a and- whistle? <laughs> He tells him to blow it if there's trouble. Right. 
which also doesn't make sense. Can't you just say, hey, there's trouble? You're, they're together the whole time. They don't separate. Yeah, they never, they never separate. Uh, we get to the tomb of Dracula, which just looks like a nice finished basement in this cemetery. There is now a shot of the uh, evil hooded man walking into the crypt also. So he's only like five feet behind them, I think, at this point. <laughs> yes, he is. But he is wearing a nice like pea coat and slacks and dress shoes and a black sack on his head. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a it's a black sack. It looks ridiculous. Uh so finally we're deep in the caves. We found a secret door. Santos on his way with the team and finally an hour into this 90 minute movie, we finally get a fight scene. Indeed we do. And it is all tumbling and throwing. Yeah, there's some there's some decent uh luchador stuff though. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's actually fun. Uh my favorite part is when Austin Powers runs in to help, gets body slammed. And then they just use the same footage immediately after that again. Yes. Yeah. Budget friendly. It's one of those like real dismissive body slams too, where the guy's like, oh, I got to throw this clown. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, if you watch the guy that did it, his hat falls off and he's real concerned about yes. his hat coming off. Yes, he is. I did notice that. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like that really threw him off. Yeah. Uh, and the evil gang runs off they are some awful bad guys they just kind of give up <laughs> yeah what was i yeah don't don't why did they attack them then keep hiding i don't uh, austin powers also swallows his whistle he makes whistle sounds yeah, yeah is this, that's fun <laughs> is this a comedy now why was that in here no there is one character that's in a comedy and everyone else is in a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> we get to dracula's lair dracula is still looking 100 percent the same he did when we first last saw him Got a stake in his heart and everything. Yes. And then uh, Santo Cruz does some uh, grave robbing and steals his chain. To which Luisa says that this series of events will be bad. And Santo assures her it'll be fine because he's going to lock the door as they leave. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decent plan. Can I ask a <laughs> can I ask a, a question? They don't ever show the other coffin where past Luisa was when they pulled her out of the past, right? Is she still in there? I mean, she would have to be, because if it was a past life, that person's life ended, so her body should be in there. Exactly. I'm very confused by all of this. <laughs> I don't think this movie wanted to try and explain these things, so they thought the best course was to just ignore them. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, but they, they, they kind of tilt the camera, so there's not you don't even really know that there's a second cough in there, but wouldn't Luisa be like, oh shit, that's me in there, you know? Yeah, that, that'd be crossing the uh, streams, you know, be like Time Cop, where the two people suck together. <laughs> uh, Kramer, so uh, so Santo stole this necklace, uh, was was that yep. was that the entire point of their mission? Well, I mean, at, at that point it was for Santo, until that dumbass got back to the lab. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Santo forgot to also steal the ring that has the bat stamp on it. <laughs> Why did he need the ring? How what? did he know he needed the ring? He says to, to his cronies, like, oh, we'll never be able to decipher this without the ring and the necklace. Decipher what? What are you deciphering? And also here is when he says, we need to go back for the ring. And essentially, just to prove to the scientists that mocked him that Dracula's treasure is real. And then they will use the treasure to help people in need. Right. So concern number one is revenge. <laughs> yes. Concern number two, if we have time, is to help people in need. I love it, too, that they that they, they found all of this, right? And the only thing he cared about was the necklace. There's, like, buckets of gold everywhere. <laughs> and they just left. And we're going to find out in the next scene, they're not the only ones who just leave without the treasure. 
And of course, while they are deciphering, deciding that this is what the plan is, we cut to Team Black Mask, who are now watching them on TV. Yes. Well, but that makes sense because for some reason they were able to put cameras in their house. Which... <laughs> so they know the plan, but uh, the Black Mask crew, they get there first. They get the ring. But we still have a full scene of Santo going back there and finding out that the ring isn't there. Yes, but if the Black Hood went and got the ring, why wouldn't he also just take the treasure? That's what they care about, right? Why do they That's suddenly wants, care about yes. this Santo's uh, reputation or whatever? Who cares? <laughs> so we're back in the cemetery. Santo has now, him and the team, they're kind of depressed because the ring's not there. They're walking out through the cemetery, and the Black Hood gang jumps out of every corner like it's a West Side Story fight. <laughs> they just come flying off of, like, tombstones in every direction and surround Team Santo, to which now Black Hood is using a gun. Yep. Well, <laughs> the, the, their lives are sacred until I say they're not sacred. But now this is where this movie gets absolutely amazing what is happening <laughs> black mask he needs the medallion that santo has santo he needs the ring that black mask has so what should they do to figure this out chris what do you think they should do i mean maybe tic-tac-toe drawing straws i don't know well yeah you know those would work or maybe as they come to decide meet again in 15 days at the crowded <laughs> arena so that santo can wrestle black mask's son atlas who is a formidable wrestler himself so amazing we'll have a match in 15 days in a crowded arena what <laughs> what yep so now our movie is taking a two-week break <laughs> uh, how do they agree to this do, do they do they have like alternating guards at the gate of dracula's tomb i mean what is going on who is handling the booking of the building like who is doing all the, there's concessions people you had to hire them i love that this movie decided that they need to have a wrestling match in it but they also wanted it to make sense that they would have a crowd and it be booked so they had to give a 15 day window you know what i mean <laughs> like nothing else in this movie makes sense they could have just been like we'll have a match tomorrow and then fuck it who cares if the arena is full but no they're like no it's two weeks because we, we got to sell out <laughs> i love yeah they had to make sure there was time to promote this i mean <laughs> Black Mask said it would be a crowded arena. You can't just do that on one day. <laughs> I would love to know if there was just radio ads, like TV ads, newspaper ads. Come see Black Mask's son versus Santo for the ring versus the medallion. <laughs> for Dracula's <laughs> ring in the treasure tomb. But don't go looking for it because then, <laughs> then it'll be a whole thing. I also, this is part of my question about who is Santo, a scientist, lover, fighter, whatever. Because he doesn't appear to be a wrestler because the next scene is him like going to like the, you know, the performance center to learn how to wrestle. <laughs> yep. But he never actually takes a move. They just all watch Austin Powers get beat up. Yeah, that was weird, too. Why is he training? Well, you know, maybe he's going to get in there. Tag teams. <laughs> Still weren't. But also Austin Powers, he's in standard little wrestling tights. You know, no yeah. shirt. Still got the gold chain, though. Yep. Well, it was part of his gimmick. I mean, you don't take that off. <laughs> uh, this scene exists solely so Santo can give the wrestling trainer a Dick Tracy two-way radio watch. What? It, why does he suddenly have a Dick Tracy watch? What is the technology in this movie? <laughs> Everyone's got cameras and radios everywhere. It's wild. And they don't really explain it. It's just like a real vague, like, I may need you one day. Here, take this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, that's a commitment. I don't want to have to wear this all the time. I've, I've got other things to do. Especially not for 15 days. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, it's match time. That's right. Wait, let me do it with Mark Henry. It's time for the main event. <laughs> I can't believe he got that over. <laughs> he did, too. It's, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. So, Santo, clearly the face in this match. This place is packed. There's uh, guys walking around selling Coke out of giant metal tubs. It looks awesome. <laughs> this place is great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Atlas hits the ring. Uh, now, black the Black Hood is now wearing a black luchador mask out of nowhere. Why did he change masks? This, this was like, this was flipping me the fuck out. Because I would, you know, I'm I'm already tired when I'm watching these things, and I'm thinking, is this a different character? Because it's a completely different mask. It's like a fitted luchador mask. Earlier, he was wearing a garbage bag over his head. <laughs> yep. For no reason, he now has a nice fancy mask for the big night. He is wearing a fedora also with it, which is great. Great. It's great. great. Atlas, he's the heel clearly. Uh, he jumps in the ring, and I could not tell what he yells. But I had to rewind it a couple times and still don't know. But I believe he said, yeah, kids grinning. So, sure. Yeah, kids grinning. That makes sense. Does it? (laughs) And now the match starts. This is a full two out of three falls match. And I mean, it is basically the entire match. Yes, it goes on for almost seven minutes. Um (laughs) It I, I clocked it. Did they did they say it was two out of three falls it, on the poster? It was written in oh. Spanish. It was never mentioned in the movie. Okay, so I missed that because because spoiler, Santo does the job in the first match after oh, like a pretty minute. Bad too. Yeah, and, and after like a minute, I was like, holy shit, are the bad guys gonna get the Dracula stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he loses. A, Atlas hits a nice DDT into a cradle pin. It was a nice finish. This is a this is a really good movie wrestling match. It's really good. It is a great match. <laughs> no, it's really good. You can actually see why Santo was such a major star. He's really good. He's in his fifties when this is being filmed. He's really good out there. Yeah, and this and what's crazy too, and this was in nineteen sixty nine. No one in like the United States could wrap their head around these kind of matches if they took place in New York. Oh, no, Like, no. they are doing stuff in this match that you see in modern wrestling today. Yeah, he's jumping through the ropes. They're, they're doing, uh, you know, like, flips off the top rope. In the yeah. 60s in America, everything was like, you know, uh, whatever. The, the Baron would have a claw on your stomach for nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. Santo wins fall two with a nice top rope senton. Really yes. comes down like a fucking sack of bricks on him. Yep. <laughs> and now we're in the third fall. And this one kind of gets a little out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> Sure does. Santo should have won. He hit a couple nice flying headbutts, but the ref was way out of position. <laughs> and then the fall ends essentially when Atlas falls out of the ring. Santo hits like a plancha on him, and then he just leaves. Atlas leaves. <laughs> yeah, Black Hood like tells him, "Okay, we got to get out of here." Wh- what? <laughs> yep, that's the third fall. He wins the by bad count guy out. just left. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> And what's amazing is now. Santo has won, so clearly he deserves that ring. That's correct. And uh, that's exactly what happens. The black mask shows up and gives Santo the ring fair and square. Yep. He's a man of his word. Okay. He is. <laughs> and what's great is he comes into this locker room, hands it to Santo, and Santo's like, stop. Just so you know, I still have to call them and turn you into the police. And black mask is like, I understand that. And then leaves. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like he gave him a running start. Yeah. You do what you got to do, man. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing. It's like the end of John Wick where he gives him the the the, the lead. <laughs> Spoilers for John Wick. Uh, I've only seen two. I've never seen the other ones. You must hate that. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. <laughs> 
And now uh, we cut to the Black Hood back in his hideout, and now he's back into his giant hood mask. We never see that Lucha mask again. Yeah, that was... I, I, I have to assume it was because they didn't want the giant, ridiculous hood blocking people's view at the wrestling venue. <laughs> <laughs> so he, this is possibly the most civil bad guy we've ever had in a movie. He's, oh, no, he's, he's great. Him and, the, him and the money sign guy are my favorite character. Uh, so we find out that he actually made a copy of the ring, which was pretty smart on his part. <laughs> was it, though? <laughs> what is the point of this ring? They know where the treasure is. Why do they need the ring? <laughs> So finally, we go back to the Santo house to see the niece again, who's been a while if you haven't heard that horrifying voice yet. And Luis is looking at Dracula's medallion. Why? Why? Why is it in <laughs> Just... a desk drawer? Santo, why is it in a fucking desk drawer? <laughs> they don't have a safe. And this scene exists just so Luisa can tell the niece how... She should never, ever touch this medallion, which, as you tell a kid, yep. you know what that means. Great, great going, Louisa. You really screw the pooch on that one. <laughs> then we cut back to Dracula Crypt. The gang is now there, and they're pulling the stake out of Dracula's heart for some reason. Right. He lets out a giant yawn. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been asleep for, what, 300 years? <laughs> yep. And now Drac is back, baby. I For a minute, I thought that... We were never going to get Dracula back in the Santo storyline. I actually thought that it was just going to be two, literally two separate movies. Well, I mean, he does show up with a solid, like, 18 minutes left in the movie. There is so much Dracula crammed into the last 18 to 20 minutes of this film. Yes, and most of it involves walking slowly through the forest, but I'll let you get to that yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> the little girl, she's sneaking through the house, and I mean sneaking with, like, tiptoes and her hands in front of her sneaking. <laughs> She gets the necklace and uh, then just goes to bed? I don't know. Yeah, fuck. she just wanted to snuggle with it. What is what the fuck is happening? I don't know. While she's getting it, though, Dracula appears behind her in the window and is just lit up like a, like somebody's got like a f car flash, like headlights on him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. And his fog is leaking through the window and like filling this room the girl is, but she doesn't notice she that. Doesn't, she doesn't notice. I, I like, too, how this movie wants you to think that the girl going to steal the necklace is like the fatal flaw of the good guys, basically, that she leads Dracula to the necklace. But honestly, he could have just checked the drawers. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he went right he to the- hidden. Yeah, he went right to the desk. He probably knew where it was. It's pointless. For no reason whatsoever, also here, it cuts back to Dracula somewhere else earlier in the film, I guess, beating up the gang. And then cuts back to Santo's house. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even bother to try to understand that. No, it just occurred, and then I went out with my life. This movie's one of those movies too, where they filmed everything in the day, but put like a blue filter on the camera <laughs> to make it night. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back into the bedroom. The little girl's got the necklace. Dracula shows up to get that. For some reason, Louisa sleeps in the same room as her. Yep. I guess just for convenience. <laughs> I, I don't. Not her mother. Not even related to her, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Nope. Nope. While he is getting the necklace from the little girl, he casually finally looks over, even though this woman is completely in view. Yeah. And is just like, oh, hey, I know you. <laughs> you were my eternal bride before I fell asleep yeah. for 300 years. And of course, he has a flashback to him rubbing his face on her breasts. Yeah. To get that back in this movie. And when you say flashback, you mean re we rewatch the scene from before in its entirety. Yep. They just run that scene all the way back. Yep. And she wakes up, sees Dracula, and she's like, cool, I'm with you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the, the notion, though, that instead of, like, remembering, like, a sweet moment with her, like, oh, when I showed her my, my tomb, 
the, the thing he remembers is like, man, remember that one time I, I rubbed remember my when face? I motorboated you? <laughs> remember that one time you were asleep and I rubbed my face against your chest for twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Good times. <laughs> So they they they, they, they take off. They're sexy. <laughs> they take off. They're leaving the house. Uh, a, a groundskeeper sees them leaving. This guy from nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> who's this character? Why is this a great? Is this the nuclear fission lamp? Where the fuck are we? <laughs> he chases. He goes to follow them, and it's great because Dracula <laughs> and Louisa are not even running. They're just walking casually. This I'm man walking. is a solid seven feet behind them at best. <laughs> yeah. And Dracula pulls off to hide behind a tree <laughs> that is legitimately a twig. He, you could see all of Dracula, but this has fooled this groundskeeper. <laughs> yes. Because he pops back out and just kind of knocks this guy with his cane. <laughs> <laughs> and this cane shot uh, either gives this man a concussion or diarrhea because he runs away <laughs> holding his stomach and head. <laughs> The groundskeeper, he wakes up Santo, who is wearing pajamas, a robe, and the mask. <laughs> As you do. That's how I sleep, too. As you do. So he needs to get the team together to save Luisa. I guess they all sleep in the same house because... Yeah, I have sure. so many questions <laughs> about this team of scientists. Like, it might be a commune, a cult, I don't know. So now we have a race to get to Dracula's lair to save Luisa. Yeah, there's a car chase now and a fight between... The black hooded man and Santo, and it's like the movie knows it has to finish in ten minutes, and for no reason it's ran at three times speed. Yes, it goes very. This is not as good a fight as the one in the cave. I, I also am curious. So Santo wins the match, gets the ring. He doesn't know it's fake, which spoiler alert does not turn out to matter at all. <laughs> nope. And then he just goes home and goes to bed. Wouldn't you immediately go get the fucking treasure you were so desperate to get? You've been waiting fifteen days already. No, remember, revenge first, treasure second. <laughs> so this is stupid because they get in this last fight. They pretty easily beat up the black hooded gang. And then the cops show up and arrest them all. And yeah. the black hooded man is revealed to be one of these scientists from the start of the movie that laughed at Santo. Yeah, which, I mean. It means nothing. It means nothing. And it was also obvious because it was the same voice actor dubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> And then our movie decides that we need to get back to the uh, Dracula's topless girl squad, who is now back for some reason. <laughs> it's the whole. It's basically the scene from before again. Yep. And they just stand there naked. They they don't do anything. They don't fight anybody. There's nothing happening. They just all t stand there naked, including where all six of them do a full like model turn to the camera. Yes. Well, they're model turning because Santo and his friends are breaking in, so they're like <gasps> stunned, but. Santo didn't film any of the nude scenes, so he wasn't there. No. <laughs> uh, but then these uh, all these topless women disappear because Santo is in the movie again. <laughs> no, they don't disappear. When they cut back to Santo entering the room to fight Dracula, they're wearing their robes. Oh, that's right. They are robed. Sorry. Yeah, which they was are. not which was <laughs> not present when they were standing there. Nope. Well, uh, luckily, Dracula gets the drop on Santo and the team because he uh, literally has a net drop on the ceiling like it's a Scooby-Doo episode. So great. Oh, my God. So <laughs> great. It's just like a big, like, car. It looks like uh, the Ewoks net in Return of the Jedi. It's so yeah. great. 
for some reason, Dracula made sure he had time to set up this this booby trap. And how did he trigger it? He just goes like, yeah, and it falls from the he sky. Does, it's, <laughs> it's voice activated. <laughs> Probably with his Dracula version of the Dick Tracy watch. <laughs> and now they are trapped in this net, and Santo's big plan is to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, 15 days. We'll do it. 15 days. I'll get out of this. Yes. He's trying to convince Dracula they can have a match. <laughs> they'll, they'll solve it. Full arena. Two out of three falls. So now they are stuck. Dracula is about to stab Louisa and make her his full bride again or something. <laughs> um, but luckily, for no reason whatsoever, the tomb explodes and sunlight comes in. Yep. D- didn't catch that. <laughs> Does, did Santo also have a voice-activated booby trap? Because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Nope. There's a giant explosion. The sun, which is now out, I guess, <laughs> comes in and just melts away all of the undead brides and Dracula. So much screaming. Yep. And to signify that they are dead, they just piled a stack of rubber br- bats on in the middle of the floor. Yes. Great. So great. <laughs> With smoke coming off <laughs> yes, of them. Yes. Great. I don't think that's and what would happen, but the brides <laughs> aren't out. The brides aren't even vampires, right? No, for most I don't of the think time, so. I don't know. Who fucking knows? We've... <laughs> Who fucking knows. No, I don't know. And we find out that this is because Santo had called up the wrestling trainer from earlier <laughs> on his two-way wrist radio watch and told him to plant dynamite in the cemetery. What a specific plan that you better <laughs> hope pays off. <laughs> especially because this guy was just like all right santo says put dynamite in the cemetery i guess we're gonna put dynamite in the cemetery (laughs) good thing i have dynamite at my wrestling academy (laughs) yep and this man shows up with like five other giant wrestlers who don't say anything (laughs) they're like you're welcome santo haha and then run away and that's the extent (laughs) and our movie ends that's how this ends done done the end (laughs) yep this is just full breaks end of movie there's the ending and it's the 1969 so sorry Sacco no credits no credits but because we did have this on blu-ray there are special features did you watch any of them uh I, I watched some of the trailers yes did you watch the comparison between the sexy vampire version and the non-sexy vampire version I did not can you fill me in I can so it's interesting they actually I thought that they just cut the nudity out, right? So they film the nudity, and then you just never see any of that stuff. But they actually filmed it both ways. So all the scenes where the the model brides were getting stamped and they had their top revealed for no reason, they filmed it the other way where they just keep their clothes on and he puts the bat stamp on them clothed. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> so can you imagine shooting that? Like, they do the normal one. Like, all right, yeah, this is a fun vampire movie I'm in. And then they're like, all right, we're going to go back to position one and Dracula, take their tops off. <laughs> Like, yep. And all right, now let's do one for Italy and go. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. All righty, Kramer. It is now time for Ignorance is Bliss. This is where we ask people to tell us about these movies, and they only know the name and the name of the wrestler. So uh, we, we got a few. We got one from Tim, whose response was that he actually just saw this on Mystery Science Theater. So. Um, <laughs> oh, good for you, Tim. Yeah, seriously. That episode aired like two weeks ago. Thanks for being a go-getter with the <laughs> with Mystery Science Theater, Tim. And of course, Kramer, I spoke to my father about this one. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just, just buckle in. Hey, Dad. 
Hello, Chris. So before we get to today's movie, uh, another listener has written in to ask you a question. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so Mike wrote in, and he wants to know if after we talk about these movies, you have gone and watched any of them to see if you were right. Only accidentally. What? <laughs> it's not my motivation to follow up on the uh, movies after I make my comment. Okay, so so you you have you have no interest in seeing how close or far off you are. No, I just wait for the podcast to come out. <laughs> I'm I'm fascinated by the concept of you accidentally stumbling into the obscure movies that we cover <laughs> on this show. So that's I have actually come across two afterwards. Uh, when I was bored and, cha- and channel surfing. That's that's pretty remarkable, given that sometimes we have trouble even finding these movies <laughs> to watch. So, alrighty, are you ready for today's movie? Yes, I am. So today's movie is called The Treasure of Dracula, and it stars the wrestler El Santo. And I want to specify for you that we are watching <laughs> the sexy vampire version of this movie. Okay. So what do you think the sexy vampire version of The Treasure of Dracula is about? It's called The Treasure of Dracula? It's called The Treasure of Dracula, the sexy vampire version. And who is the actual uh, actor in it from the wrestler? Uh, The wrestler that stars in it is named El Santo. Okay. I think it's about, about, you know, you got the vampires and you got the, if you want to say the good vampires as opposed to the bad vampires. Uh, I think the wrestler is actually one of the bad vampires. Okay. And I think, you know, they come across, they, what you call, they come into some kind of town in Mexico or somewhere down, <laughs> down in that area. Okay. And they, they confront these, actually, I oh. got to stand corrected. Okay. They don't actually confront, they're not actually vampires, these people. They're actually searching for somebody, and then they come across <laughs> these vampires in, let's say, a Mexican town, a Spanish town, and the wrestler is actually the leader of the uh, the vampires in that particular town. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try and unpack this. <laughs> so you think there's a group of people mm-hmm. who travel to, you're saying, a... a, a town or village in Mexico looking for someone and they encounter a group of vampires led by El Santo. Yes. They are caught totally unaware. Okay. So you think, what type of movie do you think this is? This is actually an action horror. Of course, it could get kind of bloody. And the person that they're looking for is actually um, a prisoner or captive by Dracula. And did this group of people know that when they started the search or no? No, they didn't know that. They were caught totally unaware. And you've now said that this person is a prisoner of Dracula. So are is are you now <laughs> suggesting that El Santo is actually playing Dracula? No, I think he's just this particular town that they go into. And he's the big honcho. Or, uh, I don't know if that's a proper phrase nowadays. Uh, but he's, the, uh, he's in charge of the town. Which is probably uh, a front for Dracula. And okay, but you still think El Santo is a bad guy vampire, but he is not Dracula. He's definitely a vampire. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is Dracula in this movie? Yeah. Uh, yes. So he is. He is El Santo's vampire boss, is what you're saying. That's right. Uh, I also want to 
would like you to talk about the fact that this is the sexy vampire <laughs> version of this movie. What, what do you think that means? Well, they, they're going into a bar and there's the ladies there and, uh, you know, and um, they are sexy until they turn into vampires. Okay, so you, you, you've, you're saying that only lady vampires can be sexy? That's what you're saying? Uh, no, not, not really. But, you know, that's, the, that's just the premise that's going in my head. So you think that the, the sexiness in this movie is, is contained only to the bar they encounter? Or do you think it has it? It's a thread throughout the entire movie. It's a thread throughout the entire movie, but it, it doesn't it doesn't expose itself until these people come into this town looking for this other person that's captive, and then it turns into this thing. Because then you then from that point on they deal they know they're dealing with vampires. This this is this is quite a plot you've laid out. So so this is a group of I'm, I'm assuming younger people who go to this town looking for someone, and then they take a like a detour to a sexy bar that it turns out is revealed to have sexy vampires before they find the other person. That's what you think is going on here? Yes. Have you ever seen the movie From Dust Till Dawn? I could. I don't. Offhand, I don't remember the name, so obviously, if I did see it, it didn't stick with me. Because I have to be honest, uh, Dad, this this is the exact plot of From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> Are you aware of that? Okay, is that with uh, Somali? Uh, what's her name? Oh my God, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek, right? Yes. Okay, I saw it. <laughs> okay, so so that is not this movie, but but that's the plot you've laid out. I'll I'll ask one final follow up on uh, the Treasure of Dracula, the Sexy Vampire uh, movie. How old do you think this movie is? Sounds like you think it's a pretty new movie. I would say probably the <laughs> mid to late nineties. Mid to late nineties. So the exact same time frame as from Dust Till Dawn. So, so, so you just think we're watching from Dust Till Dawn? <laughs> Crying. <laughs> oh God. So. <laughs> So we could probably spend a full episode on that phone call alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, there's probably too much to go over <laughs> in great detail. But, I mean, you have my dad thinking the concept of a head honcho might be racist in today's society. <laughs> you have him just recapping the plot of a different movie. You have him changing the plot again in the middle. Like, no, no, I'm, 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 I was wrong. It's something totally different. I pressed him on what the the treasure was in in the title. Didn't answer that question. I he he thinks Dracula's in it, but that there is an underboss to Dracula, and that's played by our our wrestler. It's it's just it's just layers upon layers. I love everything about that phone call. <laughs> Possibly one of my favorite parts is you ask me if he's seen From Dusk Till Dawn. And his reference point is Salma Hayek. I wanted to high five your father. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, you know that movie with uh, Salma Hayek? Well, you know what it is, too? It's that the, the, the term sexy vampire can only relate to Salma Hayek in From Dusk Till Dawn for him, I guess. <laughs> That's it. So that was the movie. Oh, God, I'm still crying from that. I also need to know what films of ours that he has found by accident. Uh, what I he said too that was surprising to me. I know he ran into Cosmic Sin once. Um, he was on a flight, and it was one of the free movies that you could watch on the plane. <laughs> so I don't know the other ones, and I'm also just gonna 
just going to tell you. He's like, I, he said, I wait for the podcast to come out to see how right or wrong I am. He doesn't listen to the show. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess he was just trying to show off for uh, that guy that wrote in. <laughs> it's going to his head. Yeah. That might be my favorite call from him. <laughs> it's uh, it was, it was a doozy. Well, it's time to find out if this movie sucked. Uh, oh, it's boo. the three count. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sacco, is this a wrestling movie? So, Kramer, the correct answer to this is no, until it suddenly is. So, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie starts off as a Dracula movie (laughs) and then turns into a three falls match at the end. So, yeah, it's a wrestling movie. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) Uh, So, it's definitely a good movie, right? I mean, no, but... I also mean, yeah, I, I, you know, this is one of those, you know, bad movies can be fun and there is some fun in this, but honestly, these, this movie, it, it reminds me a lot of other movies we've done that it's just so hard to wrap my head around what was happening that I had trouble enjoying it on that level because I was focused so much in on what the fuck is going on that it really, I couldn't properly let it fill me with joy. <laughs> Now that sounds sexy. That's <laughs> the theme of the episode. Um, I, you know what? I think this is a good movie. It is a giant mess of a movie, <laughs> but also I'm somebody that watches like Svengoolie and like yeah. old monster movie yeah. shows like that. So that really hits me. Like these type of movies, I'm very invested in. Uh, so I will give it a good movie, a stamp. Yeah, it, it right did on hit- the neck. It's topless neck. <laughs> Dollar store, good movie stamp. It did hit me with nostalgia because uh, not to the extent that you are into horror films, but growing up, I watched a lot of, you know, Hotel Hell and, and cheesy stuff like the Hammer films. So it did hit me with nostalgia for that that time period. So then where would you put this on the card? Well, Kramer, there is only one place this can be on the card. This is a main event level movie, obviously. Yes. Does you know what? Is this our first ever double main event? Because we both have chosen main event. You know, I do keep records of this. Um, <laughs> I, I believe we had one other. You know you know what I love? That we can't remember what we agreed on? I really hope we get an email from some super fan of our show who's like, actually, you agreed on. Wouldn't that be great? It's not going to happen, yeah. but that would be great. No. <laughs> Especially if somebody's keeping track of all of my ways where I put these things on match cards. Yeah, and... yeah. This, I have like four columns where I pick things. You, you're a whole spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, well, now is the only way to finish this off. It's time for the Swerve colon sexy edition. Oh, that's that's worrisome. <laughs> this is the Swerve. So this was a sexy movie, and a sexy movie <laughs> deserves a sexy Swerve. And a good place to find sexy people. Well, that's always at your latest, newest, coolest, trendy club. Oh. Definitely something somebody that goes to clubs would say. <laughs> uh, much like this movie, I am very confused already. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you should be. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about all of the features at this latest club and what it has to offer. Oh, my God. And once I give you these sexy details, <laughs> I need you to tell me the name of the club or faction if you will uh okay so please do not sue us nbc snl lauren michaels or bill Hader. <laughs> so so you you went from 
a Santo movie to sexy vampire to sexy people like to go to clubs. That's what we're doing here. Yes, because okay. it's sexy. Everything's okay. sexy. All right, got just. I just need to follow the thread. I got it. Go. All right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Stefan skits. Anyway, first up, this club has everything: road rage enthusiasts, a roller coaster that gets creepier the older it gets, a chihuahua, and ringside table service catered by a mouse. What's the name of the club? Oh, my God. I mean, the Chihuahua is really messing me up here. Um, uh, The Job Squad. I am sorry, but this sexy club is the Four Horsemen. Who the, what the fuck is the mouse thing? Uh, When Nitro was at Hollywood Studios and the Horsemen would sit ringside at a table that was being catered during the matches. Okay, I am going to get exactly zero of these correct, if that is the level of specificity you're pulling from. I gave you everything. I gave you Arn Anderson, who is a road rage enthusiast, as we know. He's got the Glock. Oh, my God. A creepy roller coaster like Space Mountain. Oh, come on. <laughs> and Mongo had a Chihuahua. I, I remember the Chihuahua. That's... <laughs> I remember. The, I do remember that. This, this, I'm going to get zero. Just skip to the end. I'm going to get zero. Go. Nope, we have to do all of these. <laughs> this club has everything. A wolf-themed VIP area, a male stripper that can travel through time and space, human lawn darts, and a capacity that violates every fire code. What's the name of the club? The 700 Club. <laughs> no, <laughs> silly. Clearly, it's the NWO. Um. Okay, yeah, I mean, every wrestler has been in the NWO, so... <laughs> Yes, but they had the Wolf Pack. That's their VIP area. Hmm. Rick Rude was also in the NWO. That's true, briefly. They threw Rey Mysterio into the side of a trailer, <laughs> and there was way too many people. Yes. You are not going to get any of these, and I'm no. proud of this game now. This is, this is absurdly difficult. This club has everything. <laughs> Guys that handle huge wood, a literal lion's den, meaty cans, and testicles. Um, I'm going to go with the Heenan family. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is actually your favorite faction of all time, the Union. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah, I do like the Union. Great song. Yep. They carried two by fours. Ken Shamrock was there. Mick Foley, who enjoyed meaty cans of Chef Boyardee pasta. <laughs> and don't forget Test Fan, the testicles. <laughs> did they actually call them that? <laughs> yes, they did at one point. <laughs> Great. All right, this club has everything. Pony play, and all-you-can-eat buffet, spooky sex perverts, and French Canadians. See, I end up just fixating on one aspect of this. So I, so I heard French Canadians, the the uh, uh, the Quebecers. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You are going to go with another loss here, as that is the Dark Order. Oh, wow. That's another one that has way too many people. <laughs> But pony play because they love hangman. Oh, God. And all-you-can-eat buffet because Johnny's always hungry. They do look like a bunch of spooky sex perverts, and I still can't understand what Stu Grayson says. Can I ask you a, a, a question of my own during this? Yes. Did you actually expect me to get any of these? Uh, yes, I did. I thought highly of you, and this is actually making me think less of you now. <laughs> well, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only have two more to go. Oh, great. So you have a chance. <laughs> This one might be a little tricky. <laughs> does the club does the club have everything? <laughs> this club has everything. The very moist son of a billionaire. 
Go-Go Dancers that quit after the first day, Bouncers, and Baba Tunde. <laughs> this one I do know. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> That was a Raw Underground? It is Raw Underground! <laughs> and finally, this club has everything. A Scream Queen, Greek Chain Play, Smother Buddies, and Juggalos. I guess it has to involve Hercules, but I don't remember which faction Hercules. I'm going to say the Heenan family again. Why not? No, you are wrong. It's the Oddities. Oh, yeah. I almost said them for an earlier one. <laughs> uh, Scream Queen with Luna. Greek Chainplay because Kurgan was in 300. That's right, yeah. Smother Buddies because John tend to put his ass on your face. And, of course, the Juggalos. <laughs> so you did absolutely bad. And you got one right. But you know what? It's the one that counts. It was Raw Underground. That was the most obtuse and difficult swerve we've ever had on the show. By a a mile. (laughs) After you failed, I I, I assume that that is us doing all we could for Santo Dracula's treasure. I think we've done the job. Chris, what's up next? Well, as the listeners know, every time I pick a movie, I like to reveal a little bit about my co-host, Chris Kramer. And uh, this one, he's posted a lot of stuff in online forums about sometimes under aliases so he doesn't get in trouble. But he is a longtime supporter of the authoritarian regime in Star Wars, the Empire. <laughs> he he feels that they got a bad rap. They were the power in the galaxy and that everyone should have just fallen in line underneath Palpatine. He is a, is a longtime advocate for this, and it's gotten him in some trouble during job interviews so as a as a treat to highlight that part of, of Kramer's fandom, I have selected the 2013 film that is named after the villains of the Star Wars universe. We're watching Empire's State starring The Rock. I don't even know what this one is. It's I'm a, I, I don't know either, but I'm assuming it's the untold story of Emperor Palpatine behind the scenes, right? Played by The Rock, so giant... Emperor Palpatine. I, I mean, are we playing Ignorance is Bliss now? Is that what's happening? Because I don't know what this movie's about either. I just I just look for posters with wrestlers in them. Is Salma Hayek in it? <laughs> well, my dad will be able to tell you that. <laughs> this is weird. I've never... I don't think there could possibly be a rock movie I never heard of, but this is it. Uh, until we watch that maybe Star Wars movie? I don't know. You can follow us on Instagram at movie.marks or on Twitter at moviescore... Jeez, that's not it at all. I, I just <laughs> The Twitter thing just fucks me up every time. It's movie underscore marks on Twitter. Um, some of our segment music is written by Ryan Sinisi, so thanks to him for that. If you have suggestions for movies we should cover or comments on a movie where we've done or just want to trash our show, you want to do Ignorance is Bliss, you want to tell us what movie we agreed on in the past that we can't remember to prove you're a real fan, you can email us at themoviemarks at gmail.com. And, of course, we're still actively seeking corporate sponsorship. I, I mean, I guess... What we want to we want to get in bed with the company that owns the rights to the Santo films? Yeah, I think I'll I'll happily do voiceover work for one of these. Oh, that would be fun, actually. That that's a sweet gig, voiceover work. I mean, more or less, that's what we do here. But <laughs> but to get paid for it would be nice. <laughs> uh, that does it for us here. Until next time, I'm Chris Sacco. I'm Chris Kramer, and we're the Movie Marks. Where is she going with the bubba? What's a bubba? A vampire. Stop spitting on me. Shut up, Helvet. They're going to his secret lair. This is my mechanical invention. It's actually a time machine.